0: WV Uncommon Place. This podcast is a variety podcast that houses numerous series to cover mental health, empowerment, podcast framework, and various intimate series to get to know the hosts. Along with occasional movies reviews and dives in pop culture with our event podcast episodes. The Uncommon Place digs into bringing guests on that stories don't fit the mold and are very different. WV stands for the great state of West Virginia and every quarter we cover something in West Virginia. Stacy and myself, JR, are your hosts, so please come along for this venture to Uncommon Place. Welcome to West Virginia Uncommon Place. Today we're going to talk about an episode with Laura Grepe. Laura Grepe and I did an episode sometime last year. And um, I got myself uh, wound up and I had a lot of different type of uh, life coaches that I was interviewing. And with doing life coaches, I always try to find the life coach that has a twist to them. Something that makes them set up, set themselves apart. And um, at the time, she was transitioning between a lot of different things that she had going on in life. And uh, the one key thing that happened here is communication stopped. Um, when I was ready to produce this episode or let it uh, go out to the public, she stopped communicating with me. So, this episode, where it is a great episode, um, it got shelved because obviously me and this lady were not able to come to any agreement on when to put out this episode. I sent numerous overtures to her and she never um, replied back to anything. So, you guys are getting this episode now. Um, I hope you guys enjoy it and once again this is an episode from out of the archives it was one of those ones that was shelved and I just gave you the reason why it was shelved and um, once again thank you guys for supporting West Virginia Uncommonplace. Welcome to West Virginia Uncommonplace. Today I have with me Laura Garapi. I actually pronounced it correctly. How are you doing Laura? I'm doing fabulous. How about yourself? Doing pretty good. Um, how's COVID-19 been treating you?
1: You know, not too bad, fortunately. Uh, you know, my family and I have been relatively healthy, and hopefully that continues. How,
0: how about yours? Uh, we've been doing pretty good. I move around too much uh, with work to ever settle anywhere. I got closed in Ohio for about 30 days because they had a state mandate where you, if you left, you couldn't come back. So I stayed. So, Laura, you have something really amazing going on in life. You have a blog, you have a podcast, um, you're what we call a media mogul. You have so much going on that I would like you to explain what your title is. When I found you on um, a podcasting guest site, you had a special title that drew me to you. And what was that title?
1: Oh, geez. Now you're making me think of what I have on that uh, website. Uh, normally <laughs> I just say I'm, I'm a business owner. Sometimes I bill myself as a collaborative content writer. Which, which title did I use? <laughs>
0: It involved the word freelance.
1: Oh, I'm a freelance coach. Is that? Yes.
0: Yes. And and let me tell you what freelance makes me think of. I come from a corporate structure. I'm built up. I was bred for what I do. When I see freelance, I see freedom. I see just, I just saw freedom there. Now, you have many different businesses going on. um, Inside some of the things that you cover, you cover uh, freelance basics money management, client acquisition, mindset, mastery, business, and life coordination, and so much more. So this is what I need you to do real quick. Could you tell the audience about yourself? Um, Let them know how you got started in this, how you built this empire.
1: Yeah. Well, thank you for calling it that. Uh, Sometimes I think it's more like a small town, but we'll grow it to empire status. We will. Um, So uh, I'm Laura. I'm 35. I live in central Florida. And uh, in late 2017, I realized I had had enough of corporate life. Unfortunately, I I experienced a death in the family at that time, and I had three days of bereavement time, which sucked. It just wasn't sufficient to pay my respects and process my grief. So three months later, I turned in my notice. I did not have a clear plan, but I had a few coins in the bank. So I figured I had 12 to 18 months to figure it out. Uh, I started a blog it seemed like hey that's what you should do if you want an online business but beyond that i kind of let things unfold organically um about a few months mm-hmm. into the blog i got paid for my first guest post and a little light bulb went off i said geez if i can replicate this process i can actually earn a living and stop you know running through my savings <laughs> um, so not long after that i landed my first recurring client and within uh, a couple months after that so we're getting towards the end of 2018 here uh you know i was starting to make a couple grand a month so it's not life-changing money but i said okay you know i'm on the road to being able to sustain myself with this uh and then say mid 2019 i had fully replaced my corporate salary so i was making between five and seven k a month and I was starting to kind of set my sights on, uh, you know, making that next level, hitting that five-figure per month range. Um, Yeah, I mean, that's basically how I got started. There's obviously lots more to tell from there, but I don't want to ramble too much.
0: Okay, that's that's understandable. All right, so here's what I want to get into. Um, On your website, which is
1: I have two. So okay, I have I, I have a everydaybythelake.com. That's for my official LLC. It's my writing business, how I got started. And I have beforeyougofreelance.com. And that's my uh, freelance coaching business and resource hub.
0: Okay, so let's dab into that real fast, if you don't mind. Um, I'll tell you, audience, we're, we're sitting here, we're on Zoom and we're on a video. We can see each other. I move my hands around and I got a microphone halfway off the edge. And uh, Laura's looking at me. She just gay. She's right there. Uh, she can see me. So I'm just moving my hands around saying, let's talk about this and that. Uh, these are the things that you never see behind the scenes. So could you tell us about before you go freelance?
1: Yeah. So in uh, 2020, early 2020, I realized I wanted to diversify my income streams. Um, and moreover, I wanted to help other people enjoy the same personal uh, and professional satisfaction and freedom that I had gotten from freelancing. I mean, freelancing has given so much to my life that I wanted to pay it forward to other people. So before you go freelance.com was born, um, it took a while. It was in development for quite some time. So I started preparing content for it ahead of time. And when we launched, we had like 20 blog posts and 20 podcast episodes, and I'm still adding to it. So it's really just meant to be a resource hub for new and aspiring freelancers.
0: Okay, so explain freelance, because you have to understand the common person when they hear freelance, they're thinking of, uh, let's go, let's go to something comic book related, Spider-Man. We're not going to talk about Spider or Peter Parker. We're going, you know, he was a freelance photographer, but we're going to talk like Eddie Brock, the guy that was Venom. He was kind of a freelance reporter. So could you explain freelancing in your realm?
1: Sure. So, yeah, I think you're right that there is a lot of uh, misconceptions and misunderstandings about what freelancing is. But honestly, it's really very simple. So, it's the exchange of money for a service that you provide independent of a traditional employer employee relationship. So, if you do something for someone and you're not actually hired on as an employee for them and they pay you, technically you did that freelance.
0: Okay. And that's a good explanation there. So, inside this business, How can you help the average person that wants to make income outside of that nine to five? Because that's the whole thing that attracted me. Um, I'll never break the nine to five because I'm structured like a square, like a Jolly Rancher. I got round (laughs) edges, but I'm still, I got those sides there that are structured. But for someone else that wants to break free of the nine to five or things that just hold them down, because it seems like there's a lot of creativity involved in what you do. There
1: is. Yeah. Um, And in my
0: line of work, there's no creativity. It's bare bone and dry. It's the same thing I did 10 years ago. I'm doing it today just with an iPad in my (laughs) hand. So.
1: So before you go freelance exists to help people establish a solid foundation, I think, not only is there a lot of confusion about what freelancing is, but there's a lot of confusion about how to get started. There's so much information out there to wade through that it can be overwhelming to someone when they're just starting to think about doing it. So my job is to kind of cut through some of that noise and get them on a path to getting established faster. I benefited personally from coaching and mentoring. And so I want to help other people struggle less
0: Okay, so it's it's like a consultant to a degree, a coach at the same time. Because that's one thing I do want to say, audience: a consultant and a coach are two different things. Um, consult probably on the business aspect, coach on the day-to-day things in life. Correct?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it really depends on what the client needs. Like sometimes they are incredibly business business savvy, and other times not so much. So my role to help them you know, I'm basically a chameleon and I have to adapt to whatever it is that they need in the moment.
0: Okay. Now let me ask you this. Um, can you tell us about, cause I don't want to give everything away. Cause I want them to go over to your website and sometimes my mind gets foggy. What's your website again?
1: It's a uh, before you go
0: Okay. Um, Could you tell them about a few things that you offer inside of this? Because I named a bunch of them earlier, I know. But could you tell (laughs) the audience? Because I have people that skip through the podcast. So like I hear this section, I hear that one. Oh, it's getting juicy here. Oh, it's dying down. So could you give them a little bit of uh, what goes on over there?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So right now I've got a a blog and a podcast that get regularly updated. Um, There's fresh content on one or both of them pretty much every week and I am actually starting a YouTube channel. So videos will be embedded into the blog posts coming soon, if that's your preferred way to learn. Um, Then I also have more information about my coaching program, if you'd like a little bit more tailored one-on-one assistance. Okay. Okay.
0: See, got it all well-rounded. That's what I was telling you about yourself earlier. We had a conversation earlier. I was explaining to her uh, the difference in some people and then other people becoming moguls okay so with this podcast because that's what's interesting inside this podcast can they only get it on your website is it available on other streaming services how does that work
1: out it's pretty much available everywhere I mean I wouldn't say everywhere because there's more podcast streaming services than I possibly imagined when I got started but it's on iTunes and Stitcher and Pandora and Amazon and Google it's, it's on the big ones.
0: Pandora and iHeart?
1: Uh, it should be on iHeart and Amazon as well. By
0: Pandora? Pandora's still knocking at the door. What do you mean? Pandora Music.
1: Pa- Pandora has a podcast now, too.
0: Yes. A lot yeah, of
1: people... So yeah, submitted so... to that, yeah.
0: Okay. Alright, so... Um, Most definitely plug that podcast real quick. And and, and let me say this audience. We we choreographed this dance. It's called plug and plug and then I'll plug for you. Um, Can you plug that podcast so that they know where to get that exactly? Because we talked about it, but you didn't give the name.
1: You know, you're right. You know, uh, I appreciate you setting me up like this. Um, It's called in a freelance minute and it's a micro podcast so if you've got two or three minutes you can listen to an episode and get in and get out and get what you need
0: and um that's good because i mean i do lengthy podcasts I, i've cut them back to 30 to 45 minutes but my micro i could just do that in my workout or just waking up out of bed, just turn on um my speaker or something and just listen to it so here's a question about your podcast um Do you have an Instagram that they can follow to find you, Twitter, Facebook, or something that people can get attached to the podcast? Because your podcast is another focal point to everything you do.
1: So I'm really active on Twitter, but I use it for my business as an umbrella, Um, you know, so for everything I do. Um, And that handle is at Everyday Lake. So you can find my podcast episodes getting posted on there pretty regularly
0: and you're on another prominent business site.
1: Yes, sir. I'm on uh, LinkedIn, and you can find me using my full name. Uh, You can't uh, can't search for my podcast on LinkedIn, but you can find me by my name.
0: (laughs) And you can find her full name if you go to her website. Yes. Yes. All right, so we've covered that. Now it is time for everydaybythelink.com. What's going on over there?
1: So honestly, I have not been, uh, updating that with fresh content. It exists as an advertising tool for my writing business. Um, there is a blog there, but my focus really is on the other brand right now in terms of content creation. Um, but if you're interested in seeing where I've been published, Mm -hmm. that's there.
0: Okay, so that's another avenue just to get to know you a little bit better. So um, here's the thing that I always ask everybody. I call everybody content creators because that's what you guys are. I'm not a content creator. I'm the Larry King of this thing. I just sit here and ask you a few questions and you give me answers and then I twist them around later. Uh, So what's in store for you in the future? Because you have all this going on, but there's always something else. Is there a book? Is there going to be something prolific? What's the next step? I understand building the brand. Oh yeah. But what, what's next? What's the next big thing?
1: Well, the next big thing is replacing much of my writing income with my coaching income. So I'm trying to make that pivot. Um, I don't want to let go of writing completely because I think to be an effective freelance coach, I need to keep my finger on the pulse of freelancing. But I would like to um, definitely change things up in that regard. In terms of a book, I have thought about it. Um, I don't know if it's on my radar for 2021, but it's definitely on the distant horizon.
0: All right, because you have a great story. You gave pieces of it to us. Don't give it all away, but... You can put that in a book. And we're not worried about the portion of monetizing it, but sometimes stories help people. And that's one thing I always try to tell other people when they come on my podcast. You never know, like your podcast tomorrow could help some dude in Nebraska or help a lady in Wyoming. I'm seeing these desolate places because they're not where I live. So.
1: <laughs> hey, I, I just got approached by, by um, a, a woman in Nigeria who found my podcast. And I, I thought that was just awesome.
0: Right, so you see the impact of what you do. So, there comes a point in this show where me and the audience have given you some time to talk about things, but it's time for you to give back to us. Um, once on my show, I had a guy from New York, and I'm sorry, I didn't mean my show, I meant everyone's show. Um, he was a rapper from New York, does pretty good numbers, his music really doesn't matter, but he could solve in a Rubik's Cube in 40 seconds. Oh. I had a lady uh, come to me and tell me that the sound of a Coke can opening, like in, even in a commercial that carbonation just said click or whatever, drives her insane. She'll stop her car on the interstate and wonder what's going on in life. If she's in a grocery store, she'll go to Target and shop after that instead of going to the grocery store. I had another lady that came on um, that wrote books about smut <laughs> and she takes some, um, like she goes to the Goodwill and she'll buy pictures and she'll put rhinestones and glitter on them and resell them on eBay. Um, pretty industrious. Yeah, it is. I had another lady come on and tell me that she doesn't have a great memory, but she can remember you by an article of clothing, as long as it has a brand to it. So if it's a Hanes shirt, she'll never know you. But if it has like a, I have a, a little boat on mine, she'll remember that I wear Nautica. So she always will know me by Nautica JR. She won't know me as JR, the podcast or anything like that, but she'll just know me as Nautical JR. That's it. So I was like, that's really not a hidden talent or a secret, but I guess it works. So Laura, you're on the pressure cooker. It's your turn. Oh God. Secret or a
1: hidden talent. You know, I've been racking my brain since you uh, mentioned something like this might be happening. Um, And I'll
0: give you another second to think about it. And here's one that everyone knows about me. Um, I live in West Virginia. So West Virginia, you know, we're older. So you'll understand when I use this terminology. We're a state that's a Mountain Dew type state where people do extreme stuff. They climb rocks and mountains and they drink a lot of Mountain Dew just because that's we're the heaviest drinkers of Mountain Dew in the world. But... I have a very bad, uh, characteristic. I cannot swim, but let me tell you the crazy thing about this is I have no fear. I I have a a certain fear of the water, but I go to beaches. I go everywhere. I go to Florida. I go anywhere. I go out there on rocks and can slip into the water. Um, so that's one thing that's crazy about me on that level that I don't have a fear of that water, but there's one thing I do not like and like, and that's beats. If you offer me beats or send me a beats in a picture, um, on Messenger, I'll block you on Messenger and still be your friend on Facebook. Um, if you send them to me, diner dash somehow, I'll be your friend in, in real life. I'll just unfriend you from any events I have. Um, so, like, th- those are my two things there that, that those are they're not a secret anymore because I talk about them in every episode, but those are, like, my two key things that are weird that I can't swim, but I go into crazy areas of water. Knowing that I have a great girlfriend that'll save me, but if she's not with me, I might die. <laughs>
1: well try not to do that um and I will remember not to ever share anything beat related with you um you know I think my problem is I'm just way too transparent with with people so I'm trying to figure out something that I've never uh told anyone
0: all right so I'll go a little deeper now so you have a little bit more time to think um here's one I am a and when I say this I'm talking about movie projectors I'm talking about like a small movie projector like the size of a coke can it's called a nebula capsule I am a pico projector aficionado I know everything about like I showed you a screen earlier I put a a, a, um projector the size of a coke can up to that I show it in different places I do different events with it heck I even play podcasts on it for people um I am so in-depth in projectors that I don't even like to buy TVs. That's another secret that people don't know. I don't really care too much for TVs or anything because I can put it all always up on a projector and I can get 100 to 200, 300 inches out of that. So that's another thing about me, but the projectors are really small.
1: <laughs> okay, so I can listen to the same set of songs on a loop day in and day out for months on end in the background when I'm working and not get bored. Like, I don't need any kind of variation. I just, I have a favorite artist. I listen to it, keeps me in the zone. Why mess with it?
0: Oh, wow. That's, I don't, that's like, that's hard. I mean, I'm just gonna give my take real fast and uh, we'll wrap it up on that part. Like, I listen. You can find my playlist, anybody on um, Apple um, Music or whatever, JR3650SP, if you want to find my playlist. But my playlist is so diverse that I can't just listen to the same four songs.
1: Well, I mean, when I'm not working, I I do have a, a wide musical interest. But if I need to just zone out and write an article or do something with a deep focus, I just go to YouTube. I type in the name of the artist I go to the exact same song. I start in exact same place on the list and I just let it go until I'm done.
0: (laughs) Okay, I I can go with that. And that's, that's, I mean, that's kind of tough. I mean, I'm gonna, you know, somewhere down the road that you're gonna be one of those people that I talked about, right?
1: (laughs) Sure, I know. (laughs) I mean, I don't know, it's pretty vanilla. It's not too controversial. Right, but it's
0: something like that to stay in the zone, just a few songs, that is because, like, I'm serious. My playlist, once again, guys, is over on Apple Music, and that is one thing I do want to say real quick, guys. I always do this in, inside of uh, every other podcast. I am an Apple fanboy. If you do have Google, um, you can message me on Facebook Messenger. It's all fine. But anyway, back to what we were talking about. Sorry about that. I just had to... I like blue messages. I don't like green. Um, but anyway, um, so... You have both the websites. You have the writing uh, portion that you used to do heavily that you've stopped. You're a consultant here and there. And you're uh, a life coach. Uh, but but one thing I liked about what she said about yourself uh, on your website is you're, you, you coordinate life, your life. You handle life co- coordination. Excuse me, guys. I got a little choked up on that one. And um, one thing I did want to ask you, mastery. Mastery is one of the things that you cover in your um focus here with bygf can you explain that
1: so it's mindset mastery so it's being able to make the mental shift from employee to entrepreneur um you know it's very different You have a certain set of expectations and ways that you go about doing and thinking about things when you're someone else's employee than you do when you're running your own show and you have to. And so it's breaking through the employee thinking and really embracing the fact that you now own a business. And it can be tough depending on how deeply rooted some of your beliefs are about work.
0: Okay. I can go with that. Now, Laura, we've come almost to the end of our show. So I want to ask you this question because um, there's a thing that goes on in our lives. We're both the same age, 1985, the greatest year to ever be born. And uh, Super Mario, you got a birthday too. So awesome from there. Um, there was a show called 2020 that used to come on TV. It, was, it still comes on, but it's not relevant to me anymore. It was a news magazine. There was Diane Sawyer. There was Barbara Walters and there was John Stossel. John Stossel was a comedian to a degree. Diane Sawyer had some hard-hitting questions, but Barbara Walters, uh, she, she got down and dirty. You know, she would ask some things and get some answers that Diane Sawyer is not going to ever get in her lifetime. So here's your first one. We're going to do 2020 real fast. Here's your Diane Sawyer question. Okay. How... Would you have gone about everything you've done now like how you've gotten to where you are now how would you have done that 10 years ago
1: i wouldn't have i would not have had the financial resources to be able to just up and quit my job um it really required having a nest egg i mean i suppose i could have built it on the side and, and gone from there, but just flat out quitting my job to kind of wade through the self-employment waters to see what felt right, I could not have done that 10 years ago. I just had, you know, way too of a precarious financial situation at that time.
0: All right, and now, you know, like I talked to you a little bit about mental awareness and stuff like that, mm-hmm. so um, here's my question for you. Um, how, excuse that noise I know you probably heard it too um I'll edit that out I'm not really going to edit it out but anyway um how do you stay mentally focused and let me elaborate a little bit more because we're both me and her from 1985 so we're a little bit more educated than some and I had to throw that out there because I love people that are born in 1985 I'm sorry (laughs) it's not very often um but anyway How do you keep mental focus and how do you take downtime for yourself? Because understand that so many people, once they hear about a person like you, they want to get involved and they want to do this, but they don't understand the mental anguish you go through, the the mental struggles, because sometimes you can look in the mirror and think you want to talk to someone about something, but you just don't want to say anything because you're handling the world and that's what you do. So how do you stay mentally focused?
1: I stay connected to... Why I started this to begin with. Um, particularly with this new brand, you know, Before You Go Freelance is a labor of love for me. It's definitely something I want to earn a good living from, but I have a deep connection to it and that I'm really motivated to help other people. Um, so when I know that what I'm doing isn't just for me, it definitely helps my other brand for writing pays the bills and it needs you know proper attention so I can continue to pay my bills but you know it's much easier to stay focused and motivated on something that I feel so personally connected to
0: okay I like that answer all right now here goes the Barbara Walters question okay Uh (laughs) and this one's deep I'm going to get into character for this one now You've set your goals, and you've set certain ways to achieve those goals. What happens if something stops you?
1: I reevaluate. I say, well, what is it that prevented me from achieving my goals? What's the workaround? to prevent it from happening again? Was it something one-off that I couldn't control? Was it something I screwed up? Was I just not as committed as I needed to be? And whatever the answer to that line of questioning is will determine how I tackle things moving forward. Maybe, maybe it means I need to readjust my goal. Maybe I didn't hit it because I was supposed to be focused on something else. So I think it's very situational.
0: Okay, so we'll go deeper. You break that glass, ceiling, you, You've you reached your potential to a certain degree, but then you get stagnant. How are you going to handle being stagnant for a little bit?
1: I don't handle stagnancy well. Um, I get very itchy very fast, which is why I have so many different things going on at once, which can be a blessing and a curse. Um, so when I feel like things are getting a little stale, I have to basically start a new venture <laughs> or, or, or else I'm uh, you know, not so pleasant to be around.
0: Okay, now we're going to get even harder because you, you can feel the difference in the questions, right? Yeah. Okay, so you got Pepsi, you got Dr. Pepper, you got Coca-Cola. It's a term that goes with all three of those. It's called relevancy. How are you going to be relevant next year? Because here's the deal. So many people, broadcast and bring themselves to the echelon or to the top of the mountain okay and they get to a certain place you said that you can beat being stagnant but how do you keep yourself relevant next year the year after that the next president how do you keep yourself
1: relevant i think it's it's twofold i think there needs to be consistency there because um life moves in a minute, the internet moves in a blank. So if you're not always there contributing, being visible, you're going to be forgotten. You're going to lose relevancy. And the other aspect is just keeping your finger on the pulse. Um, And that's why I would never completely give up freelancing even if, and even when, no ifs, my coaching business really takes off because I need to be able to understand what my clients are going through so that I can give them relevant guidance.
0: Okay, I like that one. That was real strong. Now, here comes the hardest part. All right, you've made it to the top. You're um, out in, um, let's see, let's, what's my favorite beach? Uh, forget it, we'll just go with Ocean City, Maryland. There's a billboard in your advertising, all the way from wherever you live in Maryland right now, you're advertising. What's on your billboard? And, and and how is it relevant to what we're talking about today? What's on your billboard?
1: Some sort of question that appeals to emotions. Like, are you feeling stuck? Have you always wanted to be your own boss, but you don't know how? Um, and then a call the action, come to my website, call me. It doesn't have to be complicated. And so you got to grab their attention and then tell them what to do. Okay.
0: So you had that, that was a concise, that was a straight to the point answer there. Now, outside of all this stuff, um, one thing that nobody ever asks anybody, like uh, after your day's done, how do you feel like you personally, like you've done everything you can do for whoever you're working for, or working with because you don't work for anybody you work with all right so you're working with all these people and at the end of the day like how do you feel like we're, we're talking in a, in a case scenario like this we know you're gonna have good or bad days let's go with the good day first how do you feel at the end of the day
1: fulfilled but antsy to achieve the next things on the list okay
0: not like an imposter syndrome type deal,
1: but... oh, I mean, sometimes that comes out. I think that comes up for everyone to a point, but I wouldn't say that I feel that often, especially not on a good day. Imposter syndrome mostly strikes uh, on those crappy days.
0: <laughs> okay. So how, how are you going to handle the bad day? Or how do you handle the bad day?
1: I chalk it up to life. And I know that, It's fleeting. And I know that I have a community of other freelancers and entrepreneurs around me that can commiserate. So if it gets real bad, I can tap into that and, you know, find some rejuvenation from uh, hanging out with like minded folks.
0: Okay, that makes sense. Stay with the people that keep you in a good comfort zone, right? sure okay I kind I can wholeheartedly agree with that that right there uh, sounds like the best thing all right so you know Barbara Walters always ends on a, on a good note at the very end of her conversation with anyone so um, the last thing here is uh, you know you're providing and telling a story for the future what do you tell to the future Laura where do you tell her not to go and where do you tell her to go or where do you tell the next uh, male Lauren Cause you're Laura, but I said Lauren, just for that, just just to, to be a little joke. What do you tell him or her? How do you tell them to to take the right steps and not take the wrong steps? I understand we have to have a makeup of where we do need to have mistakes so that we learn from them. Every mistake's a lesson learned. But how do you tell them to make the right decisions? Because here's the thing: you've you're like I said, this empire. You're building something, and you have built something. What is there? Was there? Could there have been a way ten years ago that you could have done it different?
1: Oh, sure. I mean, if I were starting all over um, or, you know, even if I were attempting to to build this, you know, when I was in my 20s, it would be to start networking ahead of time. Um, Businesses are about people. They're built for people. They're built by people. None of us are in isolation. We all depend on each other for success. And so the earlier that you build up that network, whether they're going to be your customers or, or suppliers or just supporters, the sooner you'll be successful.
0: Okay. And that right there, that uh, takes a cake. I mean, that's the end of that 2020 portion. You see how those levels went up and down? Um, yeah, you and, know, I yeah.
1: definitely felt a... Uh, yeah, you know, it's tense. It was yeah. Especially when you, especially when you said you were gonna grill me, I was really bracing myself there for yeah. a minute.
0: <laughs> There's never anything too hardcore, but it's those key things there that people, you know, like uh, when you're when you're out here living and you have a plan and a dream. Uh, people have so, so many ways of doing things that sometimes they don't focus on like, you know, that potential, the glass ceiling and different portions. And I always remember when 2020 was on, if you listen to the way that Diane Sawyer talked to her, I call it a mid-tier guest. And then you listen to how Barbara Walters talked to someone at the very end, it started getting edgy. So Laura, who in your life has contributed to everything that's happened with you? Like who has helped you? Who would you like to give a shout out to?
1: um while he's no longer with us i credit everything to my father okay um he owned a business when i was a kid and um, i used to go with him on weekends and uh, while he did spend his final years working for someone else he always had that entrepreneurial mindset kind of brewing Um, and he he was my biggest cheerleader and it was nice to have someone uh, so close to me that, that got it, you know. Okay. Yeah, major inspiration. Okay.
0: So, Laura, um, once again, can you tell us about both your websites?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, so uh, if you would like to learn more about my writing business, you can find that at everydaybythelake.com. And if you're more interested in becoming a freelancer, uh, you can find that information at beforeyougofreelance.com.
0: Okay, once again, I want to thank you for being a West Virginia Uncommonplace.
1: I really enjoyed my conversation. Thanks so much for having me.
0: All right, thank you.
1: Please follow WV Uncommonplace on Instagram, Tumblr, Twitter, TikTok, where we have some great content. Facebook, LinkedIn, hit up the merch store at onecommonplace.square.site. Join the email list from the website and rate, subscribe, and give feedback from your favorite podcatcher. And lastly, thanks for listening and tune into the next episode.